bitch welcome to blake's takes for god's sakes a wednesday podcast of a certain ilk where each week i take a current event uh it's not a current event i don't do that i don't know why i keep saying that the event is never current i take something from the four separate subjects of politics sports relationships and leisure and i go ahead and i give you my uncensored unfiltered unordinary thoughts that's right some people say oh these are extraordinary which extraordinary by the way means very ordinary mine are unordinary and that's why you listen that's why you listen to this one and literally no other podcast now uh what are we going to talk about this week you should i should be upfront about that upfront relationships uh, i'm going to talk about how you know it's the uh the the holiday seasons are coming up uh everybody and that's why i need you to log into amazon.com amazon.com buy something from there and take a little bit of money out of somebody else's pocket while you're doing it and it's amazon.com by the way there are so many things that you're not supposed to do to be a perfect person you know, like we're Amazon, don't shop at Amazon. It hurts small businesses. It puts weight on the postal service. And I still, I just, I'm never going to stop shopping there, you know? And that's not a point of pride. I am ashamed of that. I wish I could uh, put others' needs before mine in general, but I just am never, ever going to stop shopping there. And it's wrong. It is wrong. And I'm not, no bit, it is wrong. And I am aware it's wrong. I just have this fucking Prime membership, and I don't know how to cancel it. <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know how to cancel it, and that's why. That's why I'm doing it. I'm a loyal. I'm loyal, if nothing else. Uh, so I'm going to talk about. Uh, it is the holiday season coming up, and that is that's honestly the whole reason why I started this podcast, so I could talk about that uh, at this time of year. And uh, for the relationship section, I want to talk about how uh, uniquely horrible I am to buy gifts for. And it's uh, it's the thing I'm actually surprised I've never talked about because it makes perfect sense to me what I do for myself where I buy I just buy myself gifts and because I don't want anyone else to have to spend money on me. But it really fucks me over with loved ones who want to get me gifts because I already have everything and uh, it makes them feel bad. Uh, But I do get all the gifts that I want. So that is the relationship section. I'll talk about that. Um, I am not exaggerating in any way, shape, or form. I do just buy myself all my gifts for Christmas, and nobody gets me. Nobody can get me extra gifts because I just buy them all for myself. Um, sports. I went to a uh, a par three golf course, which is like a smaller golf course. It's not mini golf. That's extra small. This is like a just regular small where you just like hit the ball three times and try to get it in the hole. And it was a fucking shit show. I did it in Los Angeles and it was, uh, it was hilarious. So I want to talk about that. Then I guess that's a current event. Uh, I want to talk about for the leisure section. We are at the point in the quarantine where we're watching The Sopranos. My girlfriend's never seen it. I've seen it once and I was drunk for a lot of it. So some of it's new to me. 
And I want to talk about just how I want to embrace that Soprano lifestyle and just the different lifestyle aspects of that show that I um, am incorporating into my life, minus the murder. And then uh, what's the last thing I want to talk about? Uh, politics. Uh, actually, maybe I'll talk. Eh, I'll talk about that last. I'll fucking, I'm gonna be so sick of talking by then. I might as well put that last. Uh, politics. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Trump and uh, his his refusal to concede, not the legal challenges. His refusal to concede, and that'll never. Uh, ha- my my take there is that he's never gonna concede. So, uh, nor does he necessarily have to. It's anyway. We'll get into that later. So. What are we going to talk about first? Uh, I already talked about you about all that shit. Why don't we get into our first section? Oh, we're going to get into that Christmas spirit. Because the North Pole is my kind of town. Oh, we've got the relationship section. Play that shit whoops uh i just uh was like hey did i have any ratings this week and you all came through so before i get to the relationship section holy shit let's go through these ratings that you guys done did um rating so last week if you don't remember uh i uh politely asked if you would write um joe rogan related reviews for my podcast and holy shit you all did it so here it is uh this is from wish i could debate this more if you like joe rogan then i got some uh news for you i I guess it it cut it off then i got some n dot 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 which is a little a little scary but five stars this is from wish i could debate this more blake stakes for god's sakes is basically joe rogan but for real men that being said if he gets an exclusive deal that's not on apple i'm out i like that i really like that so that's true that's a five-star review thank you for that also, Uncle Ronnie Daniels, that's who this is from. Hell yes, yeah, sounds like a real person. Like the Joe Rogan show, but for men. <laughs> Five stars. Blake's takes is like if Joe Rogan's podcast finally went through puberty, became a man, and graduated to great big man legs. Yes. P.S. The leg bit isn't a bit. Blake's legs are as wide around as a tract as tractor uh, tires and 100 times as strong rumor has it they're older than the redwoods that's true and if you cut them open there's uh, rings inside them that tell you how old my legs are and i just added that last part on but uh older than redwoods that was that was from uncle ronnie daniels great review better than rogan getting right to the point that's from garaventa who my god that person has become an executive producer of my life uh better than rogan five stars if you like joe rogan's podcast but want it to be more or less masculine than is the podcast this is the podcast for you blake is almost identical to joe takes political views sense of humor but is much more of a man and that's and, and he truly captured the essence of what i'm going here thank you Gar. Venta. and then uh this review the new joe rogan or whatever five stars from alex waterfield a true name now i appeal and i've been saying this for years to people with names like waterfield waterfield uh vanderbilt mason just true um i don't want to say like americans but I guess I do. And this is from Alex Waterfield. Blake Wexler's testosterone got my wife pregnant just by listening to his voice. I am not uh, going to pay for any of that, by the way, Alex. Uh, way better than Rogan's podcast, which gave me low T. If you want a real man's podcast, leave that feminist Joe behind and reach for Blake. Monster trucks. <laughs> oh, that's great. Next. That's great. Look at this. What's happening here? 
this is from Riss Vandal, baby. Uh, Vandal. Riss Vandal, excuse me. I don't know why I said Vandal. I think I'm feeling a little fun. Joe Rogan plus alligator jerky plus roids equals Blake. I love that. Do you like Joe Rogan's podcast? More like Joe Nogan. Blake Wexler's pod is like the beefier, manlier, more leg-heavy version of the Joe Rogan experience. If you're a lumberjack, powerlifter, or a lover of exotic animal jerky, this pod is for you. Uh, Riss, you you captured the essence of this show, and my God, you're right. And that's see, here's the thing about alligator jerky. I find that it's too... Um, how do you say like lame almost, you know, like I prefer crocodile. They're, they're, they're beefier, they're thicker, their tails, uh, they gyrate and slither, slither tail. Um, I once had a pet alligator and it got, it had terminal slither tail and it passed away. So uh, not to get down there on such a nice review, but that is how I'm ending that. Uh, finally, God, you guys, how many fucking reviews did you write? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. That's crazy. That's like a third of my reviews or something is it really no not exactly but it's close um hot dish hanker that's what we're talking about they left this review on thursday a real man's joe rogan type show fuck yes blake's takes is like listening to a manly version of joe rogan's podcast only he's not high and doesn't openly consider alex jones a friend now um he didn't put openly in italics i said it that way because i would never openly do that um, I don't know how that dude is still, I don't know how Alexander Jones, uh, is still relevant. And I say Alexander just to show that I'm not friends with him. So thank you all for those reviews. Wow. That almost took you five minutes to read all those. I love it. What would be, uh, should I do these review challenges each week? Um, what would be another, I was going to say, Oh, Blake, help me fix my car. No, we've done legs ones. We've done Joe Rogan ones. Um, Blake, what's a good one? What is a good one? Skin. I want. Uh, do should we do that? <laughs> Blake, uh, just skincare. Maybe. All right. So I've maybe write a review, and you don't have to do this at this point. I'm kind of just taking advantage of your generosity uh, for listening. But if you would wouldn't mind if you haven't written a, re- a review yet, give me a five star review and write about how I've helped make your skin better by listening to this podcast. Is it uh, a moisturizer recipe that I've come up with on here? Is it just, do you hold the speakers of your phone or your computer up to your skin and does that exfoliate your skin, just the sound of my voice? I don't know. I I literally do not know I'm asking you. So uh, thank you for everybody who wrote those reviews. And now, okay, here is the relationship section. Great job. Thank you everyone for doing that. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. And we are back. Welcome to the relationship section. Speaking of relationships, my girlfriend's dad just sent her family thread a text that said Richard, period, with no explanation. I have no idea what he's talking about. Richard. Anyway, so I uh, for this section, I want to talk about, uh, so the holiday season, as I discussed at length at the beginning of the podcast, the holiday season is almost here, and that's why I need you to shop at Walmart. Uh, Walmart, now listen, I, I know it has a bad reputation, a big reputation, big reputation. Who sings that? Huh? It's Taylor Swift. I saw it live. I went to see Taylor Swift live with my, uh, for my girlfriend's 30th birthday, I guess. I got her tickets to see Taylor Swift at the Rose Bowl 
in Pasadena, California. And for those of you who don't know, the Rose Bowl is a very famous uh, football venue, college football venue. And uh, believe it or not, it's where the Rose Bowl takes place each year. And uh, the only time, as big of a ma- like a massive sports fan as I am, the only time I've ever been to the Rose Bowl is to see Taylor Swift. Oh, and shop at a flea market. So... Uh, we went to see Taylor Swift's big, uh, reputation tour. I don't know if it was big reputation tour or just reputation tour. I got to get that concert shirt out of the fucking, out of storage. I, that's, that's what I need to do. I need to get my Taylor Swift shirt out of storage. And, uh, it was like the, one of the most fun I've ever had at a concert. I've never felt more like an alpha male in my entire life. It was great. And, you know, at first I'm like, oh God, am I like, just cause I bought these really expensive tickets, you know, for my girlfriend, she's having a great birthday. Is that why I feel like a provider and alpha male? I was like, no, but like you're surrounded by moms and their 12 year old daughters. That's why you feel like an alpha male. Anyway, it was a great concert. Highly recommend seeing Taylor Swift live. I'm just advocating for biz, big biz, 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 I'm just advocating for big biz this week daddy and uh so here's here's the issue now i in general this might be more of a therapy session right now than it is uh entertainment but i have this issue in general where my worst fear is to be a burden on someone I, I i i can't be a burden i don't want to impose that's why like speaking loudly or you know, like the other day, like my girlfriend was playing me this video on her phone, like while we were hiking in public and someone was hiking near us. And I was like, I had the worst shivers. Cause I'm like, Oh, what if, what if this, what if they're, what if this inconveniences, what if they don't want to hear the video, which is me being polite, but also like, Blake, you can watch if your girlfriend wants to show you a fucking 30 second video, you can watch it without having a nervous breakdown. So it's with strangers. It's with loved ones. The idea of someone spending money on me or doing anything for me is like makes me it gives me the the frigids. OK, I get real frigid with that. I get chilly. I get the shakes. I get the chill bumps. And um, so what I've been doing the past couple of years and I thought this is one of these things where I think I'm doing people a favor. But in reality, it's a massive imposition to people where I, I first of all I kind of have a shopping problem already uh and you may have figured that out just by listening to this podcast you've heard me talk about uh buying clothes constantly all of my sports segments have to do with what clothes I would wear and when you see me in pictures I'm wearing a new um fucking jersey at all times so I I already have that issue and but I see Christmas as a way to treat myself you know and when people try to give me gifts, where I do have loved ones who want me to buy, who want to buy me gifts, the issue is that I've already purchased every gift for myself. Is the problem, and I ship them to my parents' place, and it got to the point where my girlfriend bought me a gift that I had already bought myself, which sucks for her, you know. And it's not like she it was the it was the perfect gift. It was a gift that I wanted so fucking badly, and she picked up on it and had bought it for me months before. And then stupid shopping head was like, ah, "I want this gift now," and I bought it. And she's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what are you?" So we've had to come up with a system. Um, a, where if I keep buying myself things, I think I need to get help. And uh, two, sounds like a joke, but it's not. And then number two is that if I do do a big purchase dump, I need to tell uh, my girlfriend about it, which makes me not want to do that for two reasons. One, um, I don't want her knowing all the things that I'm buying. And then two, um, it's embarrassing. 
<laughs> so uh, that that situation has worked. But this is what I do. I generally this is what I've done in the past. So we're, we fixed it now. I don't know if we fixed it. Well, that time will tell. But my issue is that during Christmas ho- or during gift giving holidays, I would go online and buy myself all these gifts, then ship them to my parents' place. And then on, like, I would also buy, you know, like my family gifts as well. But then I would have this pile of gifts. I would have more gifts than everyone on Christmas because I just bought myself all these things over the, like, a course of a month, month and a half, two months, three months, months and a half, month, 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 month. And, uh, like, they would each have, like, a couple gifts. And then I'd have a pile of, like, eight or nine full gifts in the corner. And it's just a bad look. I realize this is a bad look as I'm saying this. I'm just telling you, I'm not being like, oh, look how cool and quirky I am. I, I realize I don't look good in this story. So I would buy all myself these gifts and my parents would be like, all right, well, I guess we're done opening our gifts. And like, uh, Blake, your sister's done opening hers. I'm like, well, I have seven more. And I wasn't surprised for any of them because I bought them for myself. Or I'm like, oh, so I would start to like try to turn it into a bit and be like, oh my goodness, a Philadelphia Eagles authentic sideline sweatshirt who knew I this is just what I wanted and then it was funny at first but then as it kept going everyone was sick of the bit and they're like can we just go eat breakfast this man is sick so that is that's a little thing I've done for myself is I've stopped doing that and if you do something like that tell uh here's actually you know what this is the fix and you might seem like a child if you do this, because you might be, but my girlfriend does this. She's uh, 32. Don't tell anyone. And she has a Christmas list that she makes for herself. And I used to make fun of her for that because I'm like, what kind of fucking 32 year old has a Christmas list? And she puts it in the notes like on her iPhone and shares it with her family and me. And it's great because you can edit the list and like talk to her family be like hey i got her this thing oh you're gonna get her that thing all right i'll get her this thing as well like it's perfect right i think just for coordination purposes that's really really smart and then final story speaking of christmas lists when i was like 12 was i 12 no i was a sophomore in high school so i I think i was like 15 years old i gave my mom a christmas list and there was some sort of bit i don't know if it was an snl joke but like charlton heston's penis do you know what i'm talking about there it was a bit that involved a skit hold on let me look this up carlton how the fuck oh oh, it's there's no e in it charlton heston's a fucking piece of charlton heston's how funny would be if it heston's uh wife last movie real name no penis penis so weird google isn't um suggesting that charlton heston's penis so is it from the man show is that true oh that sucks (laughs) oh no that's so embarrassing oh jesus i thought it was some smart sketch show like oh it's from uh snl or Chappelle show or you know um mr show or something like that and i'm i've been quoting a man show sketch fuck all right am i ex- uh jesus that is 
that is, I deserve that. That is so fucking funny. God damn it. I, I, I present myself as this fucking snob, this art snob. And then I'm like, you know, so, you know, um, I was only 15 and I was watching these great comedy programs like the man show. Okay. Shit. All right. At the great Adam, the great Adam Carolla. Uh, so anyway, there was a bit on there where apparently they were talking about Charlton Heston's penis. I don't know in what regard, knowing Adam Carolla was probably sucking it. <laughs> so, uh, on my Christmas list, I, I had like Eagles jersey, uh, new shorts, you know, like PlayStation 2 games or something. And hidden in the list, I wrote Charlton Heston's penis, like within the list of gifts that I wanted. And I gave it to my mom like as a prank or as a joke and she didn't see it and then she uh goes to like sports authority to see if they had any of these jerseys and she was like hey do you have any of these products you know like these gifts that i can get for my son the guy goes well we definitely don't have number seven and she's like what is that and she saw it was charlton heston's penis and she was mortified so anyway that's a gift giving take uh that's actually that's the gift giving take make a christmas list and share it with your family, no matter what age you are, all right? And now we're going to go into the next section, which I believe is, ooh, it's sports gross. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. And we are back. Oh, yes, sports, the everyone's favorite activity. Um, now, by the way, so I know I've been talking a lot about golf lately, and I'm sure that that's very worrisome for you because there's nothing worse. The only thing more boring than golf is someone talking about golf. And I promise you, by the time I get there, I will not talk. Once I start knowing enough about golf where it becomes boring, I will, I I promise you, I will never talk about golf anymore. So this is, uh, this par three story is more like me talking about like, um, a mini golf sort of situation more than actually going golfing. So uh, there is a, a par three, and I talked about this in the intro a little bit. The mic is out of the mic stand, which means Blake is about to run fucking wild. So uh, there's a par three near us, and I thought I'm really bad at golf. I've played like what, like t- once, twice, and now but we my girlfriend's family sent all these golf clubs so like these old ones that they found so now we're just gonna start golfing now and it's really inexpensive it's like seven bucks for a par three and then it's only like 15 bucks to play 18 holes which is i guess a couple hours so it's a fun activity during a pandemic when you have downtime at least that's how i'm selling it to myself and we went to this par three which i thought was like because I'm so bad. So a par three, for those of you who don't know, in golf is like miniature golf, but not mini golf. Does that make sense? So it's like, oh, you should only have to hit the ball three times to do good, I think is is what that means. So I figured, all right, I this is going to be easier than regular golf, but it's still going to be difficult. And we get there and it is, everything is right on top of each other. And it's it was a fucking mess. It was hilarious. It was a great it was a great time. Since I thought it was golf, and that you have to like, you know, my impression of golf growing up is that I was never dressed appropriately to play because I always wore like basketball shorts or sweatpants and jeans and shit. Like I never had uh, whatever you would wear trousers, huh? Trousers? Ah, oh, that right there. It's a trouser snake. So. 
I never had those. And I show up to this, I bought this fucking cool golf outfit. So we show up, I'm in my cool golf outfit, but everyone's wearing shorts. Like no one gave a shit. So it was essentially, I wore, I showed up dressed like Tiger Woods, like a professional golfer, a full Nike, like golf outfit. And it, it was, it would be like if I showed up wearing that to uh, people playing golf on a pirate ship. You know what I mean? Like playing mini golf on a pirate ship. If I just, I, it looked like I was doing a bit or joking around where they're like, is this guy filming something? Why is he dressed like this? I was that overdressed. And uh, it was a mess. Everyone was yelling four every five seconds because there's limited land to play on. So th- they fit wh- where one area, I guess, should be like one fairway, I guess. They packed like three fairways into one fairway. And uh, the fairway is like where the ball goes, I guess, um, before it goes on the green, which is where the hole is. Grow up, everybody. And it was it was a mess. Balls were flying everywhere. Everyone was going, four. Four, 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 four. And the one, t- it was almost annoying. It's like, yo, honestly, you hit the ball so slow, it's not going to hurt if you hit me. However, there was one time where I was looking for my ball and no one yelled four, and a ball from behind grazed my melons. <laughs> I honestly don't know why anyone likes me. It grazed my mel- my pelvic melons and I'm like, God, if that thing, because listen, I've been hitting the balls before from the front. Can you imagine getting hit in the balls from behind? Oh, my God. Oh, that would be terrible. Just a fucking, just, uh, my poor dog, like, hates when you swear, and he's a real prude that way. And he is sitting on the bed next to me, and he is not happy. I'm standing, uh, but, you know, out of respect to the industry. But he's sitting. So it's just ball. I almost, so I almost get clipped. I almost get nothing. Mutton, what? <laughs> what the hell just happened? Am I okay? I almost just got mutton chopped. <laughs> I almost got fucking mutton chopped from behind. And this ball, and I'm looking around pissed off. I'm like, who the fuck hit that? And, um, I was almost going to start, like, I'm not confrontational. I, I was almost going to be like, are, is something fucking wrong with you? What are you doing? Because I had six beers. So uh, I thought I was supposed to hang out with my friend that night. And I was like, hey, listen, man, I'm probably going to be too tired. I've got to play nine on the par three. I think we were done in a half an hour. Like, And I hit the ball, what, 12 times? It was the easiest thing I've ever done. So uh, I didn't hit the ball correctly. I used a club that was... I used a five iron, which is like one of the stronger clubs that you could use. So one ball I hit over the entire thing into the street. I looked like an asshole. Um, Another, like uh, multiple times, I just used the putter, you know, instead of a club because it was so close. So it was was a fucking mess. One funny moment is that uh, it was such a mess where, you know, we come from the one place where we golfed before, uh, you know, my uh, was like, a nice, really, really, really nice golf course with her par- uh, with my girlfriend's parents, and we were laughing that uh, just juxta this juxtaposed to that time that we golfed. How funny it would be if like, hey, uh, you know, my future in laws, you should you should come golf California, and they show up, and then this happened. Uh, no bit, my girlfriend hit a ball, and then like 
a uh, wandering, um, a, a homeless man uh, came up, picked up the ball and stole it, which like just right off the course, right off the course. It was sitting there, just saw him steal it. And I was like, did you, did you just take that ball? And he was like, huh? And I was like, just keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Who gives a shit? You need it more than I do. So uh, we did lose a ball to a man. Um, and it was, uh, that being said, highly recommend it. It was a blast. Like if you just want to fuck off for, you know, an hour and a half or however long you were there for just go to a par three. You don't even need to know how to golf. That's the fun thing. You can suck. If you can mini golf, show up to that and you'll still have a lot of fun. Bring drinks, um, bring light beers or light, you know, uh, claws, whatever, white claws or whatever. Um, and, uh, and it's a good time. So highly recommend it. Par three. Par three, that par three is okay with me. And now to the next section. Let's do, what is the next section? What do I have? Oh, oh, the soprano thing. Yes, a leisure, baby. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Oh, hey, we're back, everybody, and uh, welcome back to Sopranos, uh, the Soprano Welcome Show. We're welcoming you to the Sopranos. We are the doorman into the world of northern New Jersey. Uh, so, like everybody else, we started um, rewatch. I started rewatching the Sopranos. Took us eight months, but now uh, it's it's begun. And my girlfriend had never seen it before, which is great. She's super into it. It's a uh, it, it's a gift. It's a fucking gift. And, excuse me, you want know to also realize, it is, it sucks that you can't impersonate the Sopranos without coming off as uh, racist towards Italians, you know? And I guess that is why a lot of uh, Italian-Americans had an issue with that show, in that it does kind of, you know, paint them as caricatures. But, you know, I don't have a problem with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know it's different. I know it's different. Some of them are Italian. What if I didn't realize? <laughs> Just like, listen, I realize Danny DeVito's Italian and he's the weirdest one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is uh, obviously one of the best shows of all time. And there's certain lifestyle things that they do in that show that I actually have, con- like, in a pandemic, I feel like really shines, you know? Like, I feel like those things that they do on that show are just really, like... This is the Sopranos lifestyle is the perfect lifestyle for the pandemic. And I just saw some dickhead zipping down my street on like a scooter. And he was going so fast that he was like scared. He was nervous, like as if, you know, the scooter couldn't handle the speed. It was going to fall apart at any moment. And why do that? Why do that? What kind of moron? Anyway, so, um, the what was i gonna say now uh yeah so i'm saying the soprano lifestyle is a perfect pandemic lifestyle and let me break let me break it down from um various uh, from the very aspects of a soprano lifestyle so first of all um italian food all the time comfort food you need as much comfort now as you can get and italian food is the is the best food it's the most comfortable food it's the most delicious food it fills you the fuck up it's warm it takes care of you it's like just a fucking lasagna oh ricotta cheese that's the thing ricotta cheese is a very comfortable cheese because it's soft right like a pillow keeps you comfy it's 
a little bit sweet, I guess, right? You would say ricotta is sweet. And it's people pronounce it regat, regat, regatta. Uh, God, it is. You want to hear something hilarious? My dad is a, just a Jew from Brooklyn. And literally. And he, I would say once every eight years, he picks up a new Italian phrase. And it's very, very odd. Where his, his whole life, he said mozzarella, right? And whole life, like for the first 50, 55, 60 years of his life. And then, like, when I was a kid, I just remember one day he goes, hey, uh, will you pass the mozzarella? And I'm like, my mom was like, what the fuck? The mozzarella? You don't talk like that. And then he did it again with, uh, he goes like, oh, will you, will you pass the gravy? And we're, it was just like ragu out of a fucking jar, you know? And we're like, what gravy? What are you talking about? I think, God, I, you know what? I think my dad might be losing it. But um, there's nothing more. And pizza, obviously, uh, pizza orders have skyrocketed during the pandemic. But more so just like hearty Italian food, meat sauce, Sunday gravy. There, Dad, I said it. You know, my girlfriend and I, that was the first thing that we got into cooking during the pandemic where uh, we throw in meatball, pork meatballs, ribs, a rack of fucking, you brown all this shit before you throw it in, and you throw in the meatballs like uh, with a half an hour left. Um, ribs, cans of San Marzano, tomatoes, uh, sausage. I just started throwing as much meat into this thing as possible. I got two packages of sausage, browned those bitches, threw them in the fucking pot, uh, baby back ribs a half rack brown those shits threw those fucks in there took the silver skin off do you guys know about the silver skin by the way on uh on ribs because it is a fucking pain in the ass and it's disgusting all right do you know about it because if you don't what happens where because i've never been uh i've never i, I never cook things so I've always gone to a barbecue place and gotten ribs or, you know, like families made it for me. But apparently when you get ribs, like a raw rack of ribs, there is this like, ugh, the, all these words are going to be such a bummer. There is a film, not a film, like a, like a skin, it's called the silver skin. And it's like this plat, oh God, this is what it is. It's a membrane. Ew. It is a it is a disgusting membrane. There is ah, uh, it's a. I'm getting like worse chills from the word membrane than I uh, got when I was nearly uh, reversed meloned by a golf ball, where I was nearly tipper gored. <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying? So you need to peel this membrane off, but it's really it sticks on there. Like you need you can't muscle it off, or else you have to like use a butter knife basically stick it in between the raw meat and this membrane and like slowly peel it off and then you grab it with a paper towel uh the tip of it and then you just pull the whole thing off because if you don't the meat doesn't cook properly and or it does yeah it doesn't cook properly so learned about that just having a big fucking rib-sized membrane in my goddamn kitchen which i never wanted um so yeah sausage fucking pork meatballs and goddamn uh membraneless ribs delicious and that's the kind of shit where it tastes so good you can just eat it with a fucking spoon we cook it for four hours on low and it's unbelievable unbelievable and afterwards you get to take the bones out um 
nothing better than Italian food. Just comfort, fucking pasta. God damn, it's good. Um, so that's perfect for a pandemic, Italian food. Also perfect um, is uh, like zero to 100 yelling and arguments. That is, that's the thing that I'm actually just comfortable with in general because here's, here's my personality flaw. Um, I am incredibly polite and non-confrontational, but I also have a temper. So how that manifests is that I'm super chill and quiet for the first like three quarters, you know, eight ninths of an argument. And then all of a sudden I fucking snap and go to a thousand, which again is a thing that I'm working on. Uh, Am I working on? No, I am working on that. So uh that happens in the sopranos where all of a sudden it's like hey you can't fucking do that you know like they uh that it just fuck up um, well you know that's probably offensive what i just did but uh i regret it so um that is a thing in a pandemic where you know you're just surrounded by the same thing every fucking day and you put up with it and you put up with it and then one day you just snap you snap and it seems like oh this person's just snapping you know like randomly but no this has been weeks in the making <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I would say snapping, going zero to 100 in an argument, not slowly building, just fucking snapping. I really relate to that. Uh, sweatsuits. I've talked about sweatsuits ad nauseum on this podcast. Um, there, I'm, I'm, I'm in the market for one. I, what, what my issue with, cause I have really nice sweatpants. I just bought these like Nike tech fleece, uh, sweats, which I'll wear all the time. And but I didn't get a hoodie for them, but I do have tech fleece hoodies. It's just not the same. Like it's not perfectly matching, but it's so expensive. I can't, you know, um, justify buying that. And there is the addiction. So what is this? Um, so I, uh, people just send me the most annoying shit. So, um, people just said me, (laughs) it's, it's literally, uh, my mom asking where these packages should go. That's what I just react to. I got a text from my mom saying, Hey Blake, uh, like where do you want me to keep these packages for you? Because she's being so sweet and storing all these things for me. And I'm like, God damn it. Leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) So, uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, sweatsuits. Sweatsuits are perfect. Uh, perfect for the pandemic. They're elastic. So you don't know how much weight you're gaining or losing, um that would be funny actually no i know a bunch of people who've gotten really good shape during the pandemic um like really good shape so but not like at an alarming rate you know where it's not like oh jesus i just showed up one day and my clothes are way too big that doesn't happen generally it's intentional i want to get my life together but uh yeah sweatsuits are perfect because you can move well say you want to go for a jog go for a jog in your sweatsuit say you just want to watch tv all day watch it in your sweatsuit it's just cool you're like dressing up, but in your home. It's great. It's fun. Um, a uh, mother that makes you feel guilt. What? 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 And then uh, willful ignorance, I think, is uh, another great part of the uh, that. Uh, it's not a great part, but it's a very funny part in The Sopranos, an unfortunate part about the pandemic and that people are willfully ignorant about how to keep each other safe. And then finally, another uh, pandemic lifestyle versus Soprano lifestyle parallel is receding hairlines. Mine, I think from stress, mine's going quicker than normal, or maybe I'm just noticing it more. And as watching The Sopranos, I'm like, wow, I've never seen so many people on television who don't have good hairlines. I guess they didn't cover it up as well in the early 2000s, late 90s, but it's, to be honest, it's kind of inspiring. 
So anyway, that's that subject. And now we're going to go into the final section of the podcast. And if you think it's not the political section, oh, you've got another thing coming. It is the political section. Here we go. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. And we're back. It is the final section of the podcast, and it is the political section. Now, a lot of people are panicking about or bitching about Donald Trump not conceding. And I I guess, like, in terms of bitching and being, like, upset about something, I think it's all about expectation, where I never—and this is the kind of thing—this is probably the most common advice I give to loved ones, is that when a piece of shit or an asshole acts like an asshole— do not be surprised, you know, because and uh, historically, and you, you all probably know this by now, with uh, conceding an election is not uh, it's not a law. It's not required. It's a, uh, a courtesy. Does that make sense? It's a sign of respect. And I do not mean this in a, you know, partisan way. Donald Trump doesn't do courtesies or respect. You know, he fires his employees on Twitter without talking to them first he's disparaging to everybody and he doesn't respect anyone he's made fun of um to troops to soldiers uh he's made fun of troops of soldiers so there's no way he would ever try to lose face even though he could probably you know stand to lose maybe 30 40 pounds of face i think uh but yeah the guy just was never going to concede and you know, the more concerning thing is uh, Biden's ass, uh, access to the top secret, top secret, top security, top level, level of security briefs. That's the thing that Biden should have. He's still um, that is uh, that's a much bigger deal. However, it's not, I think, like a huge concern yet. Uh, his transition staff doesn't seem to be too concerned about it. You know, I, I must called him Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Biden. I want Joe Biden. Need Joe Biden. Whenever I'm with you, I need Joe Biden. Um, he uh, he was a vice president before. He used to have access to these all the time. Um, so he's used to being in that seat and having access to these things. If he if it was reverse, where if you know Joe Biden won and he was a businessman and never had access to government, you know, not secrets, but top top security what is it confidential government um documents that would be a little more concerning but i think as long as trump allows him to have access to those in the next few weeks we're fine and i really do think trump will actually do that because he'll get pressure from people in government for him to do that so that's the thing and it's you know it's a thing just to kind of put into perspective his assholery trump and how he is such an anomaly uh george bush gave up the what's it called the briefs to no i'm sorry the other way around clinton gave the briefs to george w bush while the election was being contested in 2000 in florida so it's not unheard of even during a quote-unquote contested election a president will often give one of uh one of the president's elect or if not the president-elect a uh, access to those briefs it doesn't mean that you're not the president anymore it doesn't mean that you're admitting defeat it's just uh that's a courtesy and a obligation and he hasn't done that so that's the thing to be fucked up uh to be fucked over huh to feel fucked up over and in conclusion i don't think he's ever going to concede 
because uh, he can admit when he's lost, you know? And this is a thing with the lawsuits, you know, like about the election and the counting of ballots. That's just what he does historically whenever Donald Trump has felt uh, like he's going to lose or if he feels threatened in a way. He's one of the most litigious men in history. So he sues. And then if he loses these court battles, he's able to pin it on someone other than himself, which is all that he wants. You know, Donald Trump can't be uh, responsible for losing anything. It has he has to feel fucked out of something. So let him feel fucked, you know, let him feel fucked. And then uh, in late January, he, you know, concession or no concession, this guy will be gone. Anyway, that is my thought on uh, his lack of a concession speech. And you know what? I might make a secession speech in a second because I want to talk about that Brian Cox. Meow. <laughs> anyway, that is that is the final section. That is the concession political section. And now I want to move into the clothes, baby. Show me your clothes. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. That is... The podcast for this week, by the way, everybody. Oh, and I, I want to talk about... So I posted a thing on Twitter before I wrap up of a photo of my dog that um, that we got taken of him on Christmas. And it is a true story. So if you haven't seen this, go on my Instagram or Twitter account, at uh, Blake Wexler, if you aren't aware of it, and uh, look at the photo of our dog. So a few years ago, we got Christmas photos taken of our dog, Ollie, and... Um, Ollie is a uh, male dog, which uh, matters for the story. And we got the pictures back, and he looks so fucking cute in the photos. He's wearing, like, a little elf hat. He's got a bow tie on. There's, you know, little Christmas decorations. He looks absolutely adorable. His cute ears look so cute. But I got it back, and I'm like, I I honestly do not know what's off about this picture. But there's something, there is something a little is it like a decoration? And then like I put it down and I came back to it later. I was looking at it. I'm like, where is our dog's penis? And which is not a sentence I've ever said before <laughs> to that point. And we looked at it and I'm like, am I missing something? Because you never look at your dog's penis. You're never like, hey, let's look at his penis. But it's there, you know, like it's just in the room. And it I'm like, do I not know where his penis is? Like, where is it? Can I not see it? And she, the uh, photographer had edited out the the dick out of the photo, which is so weird. It's so, and by the way, just, I think it's important to note, we didn't ask for that. So he's, we have this adorable picture of her dog and he's still so cute, but it's like, can we even display this anywhere? Because it's, it's like sick fuck shit, you know, to edit it, to, that, so that person must have been like, this dog is disgusting. We can't. This photo is awful. I need to fix this. And you know what's off about this photo? You want to know why this photo is terrible? Genitals. D- this dog's genitals is just, I, I, I can't even look at it. I can't even look. How can any, no one should have to look at this, you know? And she edited it out and handed it to us, which implies that she does this all the time, I guess. And also, no one's ever called this person on it. And that that's just the right thing to do. Is it like a sexually repressive thing? Is it a religious thing? Is it, did she one day have that someone requested, hey, by the way, you know, like my dog's adorable. Can you just do, I don't know how much extra this will run me. Maybe you can quote me on it, but um, give me a quick quote. 
can you edit out my dog's dick out of this thing? Because I can't, it's nothing. Listen, I, I love getting in the Christmas spirit as much as anybody. Uh, a, a dog's penis does not say Christmas at all. Okay. It doesn't at all. It says, it says sin. It says rebellion. It says evil. And I can't have that in the picture of my dog. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's not, it's the thing I didn't want to post initially. Cause I'm like, uh, I wouldn't want the photographer to see it and, you know, feel bad. But now that a, a couple years have passed, it's, you know, I think it's worth bringing up what the fuck happened there because I have no idea. All right. And that is the podcast for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for writing those reviews. If you can, please write uh, additional reviews about how I've helped your skin and um, just how much better it looks because uh, you listen to this podcast. Also, if you don't want to write those reviews, that's up to you and you don't have to. And I wouldn't judge you either way. All right. Actually, if you if you did write the reviews, I would feel really good about it. So maybe I would judge you that way. That's it. I should shut the fuck up. I've been talking enough. I love each and every one of you, and uh, and have a great week. Goodbye.